0: Hey guys, I'm Jen, owner of Hello June Creative. And
1: I'm Esther, owner of Seraph Design. Welcome to Better the Brand Designer Podcast.
0: We love being transparent, honest, and down to earth on this podcast. We consider you guys such an important part of our episodes.
1: We're all about broadcasting conversations that support our design community, uncovering industry secrets, and offering actionable advice.
0: Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Better Podcast After Dark.
1: (laughs) I love that we both did the ooh at the same time. We did not stand that, you guys.
0: I know. I love
1: it. Tonight, we are having a wine night. Cheers, Jen.
0: Cheers, Esther. We have our wine here. If you are watching on video, um, cheers to you. Pour yourself A glass of your favorite alcoholic or non alcoholic beverage. Um, Or if it's like the morning time and you're on a walk, like have a sip of water and cheers us to, you know, recording an episode really late at night and having a little bit more of a casual feel. We have a very casual podcast, but just wanted to do something a little bit different today, try something new, have a little bit of fun, kind of kick back. Esther's wearing pajamas, so I am. If you see me in the video,
1: um, we're going to be Esther putting our times video...
0: pajamas. <laughs> I like, I ship yes. it.
1: <laughs> we're going to be putting the video on Patreon. So if you are going to be a patron, you will be able to see that and get to hang out with us and yeah, see my cool pajamas.
0: Oh yeah, right they're super super cute. I'm just wearing a basic white tee right now, so. Yeah. Oh, quick
1: shout out to our very first patron. We launched our Patreon last week and we're so excited. Our very first patron is Ashley Rainey from Evermore Creative. And Ashley, we are so thrilled to have you in the Patreon family. And we're so excited for everything that is to come.
0: Thank you so much, Ashley, for becoming a $10 patron. That means Ashley gets Super secret access to our super super secret post show show. She is going to get a sticker sheet after three months. She's going to get an enamel pin. There's going to be live quarterly Q and A calls um, with all of our ten dollar patrons. But I feel like every tier is kind of fun, and you get to pick if you're a junior designer. What's the mid tier? It's like mid level. Uh,
1: Junior designer, senior designer, design director. So Ashley is a design director.
0: Ashley is our newest design director. So. Ashley, we wish you were here having a glass of wine with us. And yeah, shout out to our Patreon. Very excited about that launching and excited to just kind of create some special content for you guys on there.
1: Yeah. Also, just so you guys know, because we do have our quarterly Q&A calls that are... Our first one is probably going to launch in April. Well, I'm so excited about today's topic. Topics.
0: We're doing game guys.
1: Ass, y'all. You I guys know. Were... <laughs> it was so fun to like interact with everybody through our Instagram stories and see their reactions. I went through and like stalked some of
0: people that I knew and was like, "What did they say?" That's I know. Was, I know, but it was, it's fine. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, that's like the fun part of like being on the back end of the Instagram is that you can see like, especially designers that you're aware of, but you're like. Wow, I didn't know either. A, they like listened to the podcast, or, or B, like that they hated DeSoto so much. Who would have known, or whatever, right. you know? So it was cool on that front. But I think it's just interesting too to kind of get like, you know, not to make a, a reference to politics, but like a state of the union, you know, like a yeah. state a state of the union of design, you know, like what is going on in the like boutique brand identity design world. And I feel like this is a kind of like a peek behind the curtain of what people are loving and what people aren't. And it was actually really, really fascinating. Some of them I totally called in advance. Some of them were really surprising. So we're just excited to kind of dive into these. So just to explain to you guys what exactly is going on... This
1: is not anything sexual. This is no. not anything <laughs> sexual. I know
0: it's late, better pot after dark, smash or pass. No, it's like, really, it's just about saying if you like something or if you don't like something. It's just like a funky way to do it. I feel like it's been kind of going around on TikTok and kind of less of a like, more of a not safe for work um, way. But we're going to make this safe for work and just um play smash or pass with some um, software with some client situations and just kind of see like what you guys said, but then also Esther and I are going to play along with the game. So really excited.
1: Yeah. Let's jump into it.
0: Okay. So the first category is project management systems. Um, so Esther, Dipsado, smash or pass? Oof. Okay. So I feel like I want to
1: say, so Dubsado is the only project management system that I've actually used. And I kind of hate it, but like, I also don't mind it. But overall, I would probably say pass. Like I'm on the search for something that's better than Dubsado. Mm -hmm. So I say pass, but it's really the only one I've used. So I kind of have to smash it.
0: It's like really funny because I'm kind of the opposite where I've literally tried every single one of these. And I'm currently using Dubsado and I still chose pass <laughs> on it. It's really? Like, yeah. I yeah, I hit pass on Dubsado. I am currently using it, but it's just the UI just makes me sad. I feel like there's a lot to be desired with like back it's, arrows and like reloading and like the way it's organized. It's just a little buggy. So I could not bring myself to hit smash, but I also am a currently an active user. So that's kind of my conundrum here.
1: That's what I, I I'm like, I'm using it, but I kind of hate it. So, I mean, I guess it's, uh, in a way refreshing to know that you've tried everything and you're still there. I've tried everything. I feel like
0: it's the best solution for what I want to do with what I've tried, but I still still don't like it. (laughs) I do
1: love that it can have everything in it. Like I schedule appointments through it. I put my contracts in it, my invoices. I can do like that. Yes. But it is still not the greatest interface.
0: Yeah. So our listeners said 42% smash and 58% pass. So probably
1: people are in the same boat as us.
0: Yeah. It's like kind of undecided... A little bit less smash than pass. So I feel like I'm kind of feeling it with you guys. Okay. Yeah. Asana. I said pass. I started out with Asana, but then I just like... It was hard to get clients to use it. And there was just... it. I don't know. Something about it. Just like I never wanted to use it. I don't know. Yeah. I looked into like going back to it. But I feel like if you are going to use Asana then maybe you use ClickUp. I mean, I'm not here to judge. I actually forgot to put ClickUp on this. That's really funny.
1: (laughs) I do like ClickUp. I said pass to Asana. I've only like peeked into it. I haven't used it. Like I said, I actually lied a second ago. I have used multiple different systems, but not on my (laughs) own. Like I've used them when I worked at agencies or like in the corporate world. So it doesn't really count. But Asana pass.
0: Yeah. All right, our listeners said forty three percent smash, fifty seven percent pass. So y'all are not loving dipsato or Asana, but it's fine. Well, apparently there's nothing that's great.
1: <laughs> have you used like Reich or Monday?
0: I have I love- not heard of Reich. What is this wizardry? Um, but so, I have heard of Monday and I never used it.
1: So Reich, I used when I worked at my college um, design department. And it basically is I mean, it's kind of like ClickUp, but a little bit less like no, it's kind of like Trello, actually,
0: oh, another one I forgot to put on here, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's too many, honestly, yeah, and Monday's so pretty many.
1: good, but it also has a lot that you have to like get into and like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know.
0: Monday seems like more for like huge teams, yeah, like corporate at least, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of like corporate businesses will use Notion and ClickUp too. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, our
1: listeners said... Oh, we already went over our listeners. Yeah. Go home. You're drunk. No, I'm just kidding. I'm drunk, (laughs) you guys. (laughs) I've I've had three sips of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Our next one is Notion. I know what you're gonna say. Smash. Me too. (laughs) I'm smashing Notion.
0: And Esther's a recent convert too. (laughs) I am. I
1: I told Jen I had a late night last week and I was like, I'm switching everything over to Notion. And let me tell you what, it is life-changing. Like, I just love it so much. I love how customizable it can be to like what I need. And
0: The way your brain works too. It's like everyone's brain works differently. Like I didn't even start with a template and I was like, huh, I kind of just want to organize it the way I want to. And for anyone who's never used Notion before, it's kind of like nested Google Docs, but like, there's way more you can do with it. But at the same time, if you want it to be just like a single collection of documents, it's like super, super, super simple. You can do that too. I feel like Notion is like my safe space. Like when I'm feeling overwhelmed or like frazzled or like, I don't know what to prioritize or like focus on. I'll like open up my Notion dashboard and be like, take a deep breath, Jen. Notion's here. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I know that I was like literally last season raving about ClickUp. I probably will always be a serial software hopper. It's just my toxic trait. It's fine. Until you find something you really love. Yeah. I'm feeling the love with Notion though. I'm not going to lie. I really like it. I get it. I
1: wanted to give a little bit of a plug. I purchased a template from M.bird uh, Mackenzie. She's a designer and her Notion template is literally like amazing. So it's kind of a mixture of everyday life tracking tasks and also like your business tasks. And she also has her whole client process. And I've edited it to be what mine is, but her the way she set it up is so amazing. So check it out.
0: I'm gonna need a back-end tour. After I've yeah, your learned this or sometime. Yeah. Uh, send me a Loom video. Okay. So, uh, our listeners said 58% smash on Notion and 42% pass. So, uh, we are now in smash territory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but still 50 50, you know? Um, obviously, yeah. this wasn't a poll. I feel like it probably would have been fun to do like a full on poll to see like what percentage everyone's using. But it's also cool to see.
1: Also, I mean, it's not that this matters that much, but we have about like, I would say 250 people-ish that are responding to this Yeah, in the polls. So, still, so I,
0: I'm like, oh, it's, it's a state a of the union chunk. of branding, but it's like, you know, niche podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's, it's still, still like, like, a good <laughs> chunk if you think like 100, 100 on one side, 150 on the other side, like that's... Yeah. I mean, pretty, it's kind
0: like, of a people. It's pretty split. Yeah. Um, okay, book. Yeah, I say pass. Yeah, I'm so sad about this, but I'm saying pass too. I was a HoneyBook user before I went to Dipsato, and I had like a, a situation with their email where a really, really hot lead that I was super excited about never received my proposal and ended up going with another designer and told me that she was like really sad that she didn't get the proposal. And I mean, first of all, she should have emailed me. But second of all, I like rage quit HoneyBook and like mm-hmm. moved to Dipsato that day. And... I don't know. I feel like Honeybook is just kind of more for like wedding photographers. At least that's my like, yeah, that's my vibe. But like, it's still, it still is nice. Dipsado art
1: also markets
0: to photographers. There's a lot of photographers in the world. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. I just, I I don't have like like, a reason. I just don't like Honeybook. (laughs) Yeah. I, the the UI is beautiful though. It is gorgeous. So that's fair. 33% of our listeners said smash on Honeybook and 67% pass.
1: Well the next one is an interesting like the next one's got some high yeah. opinions. So bonsai.
0: Yeah. Is okay, is it hello bonsai or just bonsai? I think it's just bonsai. Oh, okay. Because their URL is hello bonsai. Maybe that's just like
1: mm-hmm. maybe bonsai.com bonsai. was
0: taken and so they got creative. Yeah. I said pass. Yeah, I said pass. I used bonsai in the beginning, but it is marketed more towards like freelancers mm-hmm. and I don't really consider myself freelancers. So It's okay if you do use Bonsai though. I actually have been looking into them recently just because I, you know, it's like cyclical. I started out with Bonsai, I went to everything else. Now I'm in Dipsado and I'm like, huh, maybe I'll check out Bonsai again. So like no Bonsai hate. Also no hate towards any of these like platforms at all. Um, Just because we say that we like something um, or don't like something doesn't mean that like you're wrong or bad if you do like that thing. Um, And so... And also, like, if you're in the minority, then like, great, you're like marching the beat of your own drum, and like, we support that. So, just disclaimer.
1: Also, I think that that's saying because, like, right now we have agreed on everything so far, but I feel like uh, there are. I know that there are, there are things later on. That oh, we don't.
0: oh, yeah. No. Well, yeah, there definitely <laughs> we'll will get be there. Um. So, eighteen percent of our listeners said smash. Eighty-two percent said pass on bonsai.
1: Okay, now we're going to web platforms, you guys.
0: Oh yay! I always this is wonder. Where I like, feel like
1: I have a lot of opinions. Okay? I know. I
0: get guys. I get passionate about this. I feel like um, I need to make a reel about like different web platforms, like how they would dress and like act at a party because I feel like there's <laughs> yes. such different personalities, and I feel like that'd be so funny. But like, I neither have the time nor the energy to shoot that reel. So, whoever out there is listening to this real idea, Somebody please make it, it and yeah. tag me so that I can like see this and laugh at it. Okay, I'm
1: taking a sip of wine before we jump into this. It's gonna be dramatic.
0: Okay. Cheers, everybody. Clink. Cheers. Clink.
1: I have like very strong opinions about like a lot of these.
0: I'm so excited to hear these strong opinions.
1: (laughs) Maybe the strong opinion is literally just no. (laughs) We basically
0: hate everything (laughs) by the podcast is over. (laughs) Yeah. Don't think that we hate everything, guys. We love this. No, stuff. no, no. This is just... This is fun. It's lighthearted. So... Okay. How do you feel about Webflow? Webflow. Uh, I hit pass on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the websites that people make with Webflow. I just personally feel like it's a little too complicated for the type of intensives that I'm trying to do more now in my business. I feel like if I... I more time and I like was working on just like really really intense websites that needed a lot of animation and like a lot of customization. I mean, not that like show it you can't customize, but like I don't know. I just I don't maybe I just don't have a coding mind, but like Webflow is very much a visual coder, I feel like, and it is uh there's a learning curve for sure to it. I'll say that.
1: There is a huge learning curve. I will say I know that Giselle loved Webflow a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: And the designers that love Webflow like love Webflow and the websites that they build with them are amazing. Our actual, our better podcast website built by Giselle and Ella Moyer, shout out to Ella, is on Webflow and it's beautiful. It is beautiful, but it's also kind of hard to update. So
1: (laughs) that's the reason why I have decided I've hated Webflow because I feel like I had dipped my toes in it and then I just am like, it's way too complicated for me. Like it's just, there's too much going on. Like, that's not the way that my brain works.
0: Yeah, um, It's
1: very like analytical. It's very like to the numbers. And I like to be a little bit flexible. And it's just not me.
0: Yeah. So I personally said pass. But like, if you love Webflow and you're really good at doing it, like you're probably making bank because I feel like clients will like shell out for... Just the type yeah. of like unique animation that like you can do on there's just so much you can do on it. it is very very um, cool. Yeah, maybe awesome. I mean maybe like if you talk
1: to me in a year, it might change. If somebody oh, like we should do this like level. once a
0: year, honestly, once a quarter. And my answers are going to be different. Maybe day to day, my answers will be different we depending on our if I like them a lot. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Like listening back to like season one, I'm like, oh my gosh, cringe! Like, <laughs> don't go back and listen. Actually, do. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> do. okay. So Squarespace. Smash all the way. Smash, smash,
1: smash. I know. Smash,
0: smash. I said pass on Squarespace just because I don't currently use it. And I used to code in Squarespace a lot. And I just like... It ended up being like me trying to manipulate every single little thing with code and I just like got burned out. So that's why I said pass. But like, I know that with Rachel's Square Square Stylist Standout Squarespace course, a lot of designers have gotten reinvigorated with Squarespace. And I know Esther is one of those designers.
1: I am one of those designers. And it's interesting because when I was in college, I my professor made us all set up a Squarespace account so that we could put our portfolio up there. So I started out with Squarespace as my very first website platform. And I didn't know any code. So it was just like your standard sort of template. And then I hopped off the Squarespace bandwagon for a little bit. And then now I'm being, like you said, reinvigorated. And I love how much I can customize. I have taken Rich's course and the amount of you can do with CSS alone. I just love it so much. And it's been so easy for my clients to be able to go in and edit stuff. So that's yeah. why like that's my number one platform now. I pretty like much only do Squarespace unless somebody requests something else or it's gonna work better for their business.
0: right. I have been curious a little bit about diving back in um but I would definitely have to take Rachel's course to feel really comfortable and confident with it. I'm also not the type of person that just like loves debugging code. I don't. I don't know. Maybe there's people out there that do love it. Esther, That's how do you me. feel about? I you? Love, it. love it. You weirdo. No, I'm just, I am you know, a weirdo. No
1: <laughs> okay, it's one of those things where like you love it and you hate it. Like when I'm deep in the code and like something is just not freaking working, I get so wound up. But then the moment that I figure it out, I'm like, I am the coolest designer. I knew how to do that, <laughs> and like it's such a hype up moment. So I feel like. I also just love solving problems. And that's like a problem that can be solved.
0: Yeah. Some problems
1: can't be solved. And so I yeah. feel good about that.
0: I feel like probably like makes you feel more powerful too. Yeah. Like if someone asks for something, you can be like, yeah, like, let me look into that rather than like, oh, this platform like has limitations, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always certain limitations, but anyways, I'll say about so Squarespace. We, dis- we disagree here. We disagree here, but that's okay. Let's share what everyone oh, yeah. else said. Smash 58% pass 42%. This is on Squarespace. So y'all love Squarespace. On Squarespace, yeah.
1: Yeah, I bet that the pass is kind of the same for you of like Yeah. Um yeah, show it. I said Smash. I do love Show It. I
0: said Smash as well. Show it is the like primary platform that I designed in right now. Um and A, I like it because it I have free reign to design whatever I want, basically. And I have Tons of control over the mobile experience, which I love. My clients also mm-hmm. love Show It because it's super easy to go and edit, it's drag and drop. One of the things that I don't like about Show It is that Show It websites can, there are a lot of businesses out there using Show It templates, and there can be kind of like a Show It Ease style, if you know what I'm talking about, kind of like wedding photographer, like kind of floaty. Like not that that style is bad at all. I am a huge fan of breaking the grid. Like, but I feel like if you know, you know what I'm talking about. So I really try to kind of push the boundaries of show it a little bit, make it look a little bit different, but I love the control I can have. And I feel like that's one of the things I like more about show it than Squarespace. But obviously I don't know code well enough to be able to have the type of control that I needed to in Squarespace.
1: Yeah, one thing I loved about Show It is, and I haven't used it in a little while, but my old website was on Show It.
0: Okay, Uh, I didn't know that.
1: I've like I've hopped around from a lot of different things. Yeah, Esternox Creative was on Show It, and then I transferred to Squarespace when I did Serif Design. But I love that Show It is kind of like an Adobe program. Like you have all the layers. Yeah, and there's still like some numbers that you can put in. It's very like intuitive, but you can move things around really easily,
0: yes, yeah, and there's actually a lot that you can do with show it. you can still especially with canvas views, any of my show it users out there, you can do um you know like a a different navigation on scroll, so you can have like a primary navigation at the top, and then like when you scroll down, it can like go away and then you can have a secondary navigation that's like smaller or it condenses down into like a hamburger menu or something. You can do that with like canvas views and scroll triggers and show it, which is like super, super cool. I just love being able to like fully customize mobile in a drag and drop way, which I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you can do in Squarespace without CSS. Um, some
1: of it, but not really. Oh no, with mobile? No, you have to do it all in CSS.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. So that is one thing that I absolutely love about ShowIt. Word to the wise, if you're new to ShowIt, design desktop and mobile at the same time. Because if you don't, then you have a mess on the mobile side. Your layers
1: will be insane. Um, I did not know that you could do stuff like on scroll. And I think that's cool because yeah, in Squarespace, you have to code it all out. And you can still do it. Well, it's it's like,
0: not necessarily like, oh, when you scroll down 50%, it's like you can put like a canvas marker in show it and tell a certain canvas to reveal once that other canvas has been scrolled past.
1: You just make it like
0: zero pixels or one pixel tall or whatever. Yeah. So there's like really cool ways that you can use the interface. There are drawbacks. Like you can't do like a lot of like Pinterest integrations. You can't do there's not a ton of like really heavy animation capability. If you really want heavy animation, I would definitely recommend Webflow um, or Squarespace if you are a CSS wizard. You can't do a ton of swipe capability on mobile, which is just kind of a bummer on show it. Yeah. But I feel like it's the best platform that I've used, at least right now, for just the type of projects that I really love doing. Like I work with a lot of service-based businesses. That like really care about like super, super granular, like mobile experience and stuff like that. So it just works for my needs. Yeah. I love that. So 43% of you said smash and 57% said pass on show it, which I'm okay with. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's pretty close to even again. Mm -hmm. I, everybody just kind of sticks to what they like. Yeah. Okay. Wix. (laughs) No pass all the way.
0: (laughs) I said pass, you know, one thing I will say about Wix is that I know designers who use it, and like very successful independent design studios who make lots of money use Wix, and they love it, and it works for them. It works for their clients, and you know that's great. I just have never been a fan of the builder. It feels a little clunky. It feels kind of MailChimp-y. It's Very
1: clunky. <laughs>
0: also, no hate issue... towards Mailchimp, but you know, if you know, you yeah,
1: know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my big issue with Wix is that. It has randomly like moved things around when you're not even touching it. Like you haven't touched it for two months. And Excuse then all of a sudden, me? like things are moved around. Like the padding is different. And I contacted Wix and they also have really bad... Sorry, if you're listening and you like love Wix. They have really <sighs> bad customer service. It took me so long to get in touch with them. And they were like, yeah, that just kind of happens sometimes. Um,
0: What? I, I'm
1: like that's not okay. That
0: I'm is like, not okay. That's like my worst nightmare. So like, I mean, I we're designing down to the pixel, guys. And then if something just moves and like, oh, that just happens. It's like no, like a ghost didn't just come into my website and like move something around. Like yes. absolutely not. I don't.
1: No, granted, <laughs> like it's not what happened to me wasn't like the worst thing in the world, but it's still freaking annoying because like. Like you said, we designed to the pixels. So, like, if something was twenty pixels from the top, I want it to be twenty pixels from the top. Yeah. Instead of like five pixels. Instead from of twenty
0: one pixels. I mean, come on. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like five, wouldn't you have like no, not enough white space? And I'm like, um, why is it margin... like jumping up each time? That's like, like my, that's my pet peeve. Okay. It's like
0: margin on web design when there is not enough. I don't know if there's a such a thing as too much margin. That's debatable for sure. DM me if you like hate that and <laughs> yeah. disagree, which is fine. But like too little margin. I'm like, I feel stressed out yeah. looking at this. I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, you need the space. So yeah. that's the uh, that's my biggest pet peeve with Wix. Like I do like that you can drag and drop and it's easy for people to edit, yeah. especially if your clients are kind of clunky, you know, like they're not used to anything fancy.
0: Yeah. If your clients are clunky, just put them on waste. <laughs> <clients are thinking. laughs>
1: oh my gosh. But, yeah. Uh we had our listeners said smash 18% and pass 82%. So everybody hates it.
0: Oh, everybody, sorry. Like, well, at the 18%, they are loving Wix. So like, That's let's fair. support our Wix friends. Okay, we, do support we love you. you guys. I'm <laughs> sorry that I said that. I'm no, so no, no, sorry. No, 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 no. It's okay. Like, this is Better Pod After Dark. We keep it real around here. And like I said, if you disagree with us... Yeah, this is our hot take. And if you disagree, then like, totally, totally chill. Um. Okay, WordPress. I don't
1: like it just because it's really complicated for me.
0: If I was an agency that like, had 20 full time employees, five full time developers, and I charged like fifth, like I don't know, maybe 60, 70 to 100 K. WordPress. I would like WordPress.
1: Yeah. I think it's because we're independent, it's hard to do it. Like,
0: I feel like WordPress is the most powerful and the most professional of the website platforms. Um, Obviously, like fully custom on your own, like, host a website is like that's how the big guys play. But I know of a couple studios that are WordPress only and they are like creme de la creme. Like it is just jaw dropping what they are able to do. And so, like I said, pass on WordPress, but that's not because I don't think that websites can be gorgeous. It's just that I personally don't recommend using it for my clients who tend to be more independent and less tech savvy.
1: Yes, agreed with all of that. Like I've seen beautiful, amazing sites and the SEO is amazing. Like, there's just so much power in WordPress. Yeah. But personally, I don't want to deal with it. I don't have the have resources or
0: the like will to dive into that. And it's also not applicable to my niche. And so that's okay. 45% of you guys said smash on WordPress, and 55% said pass. So we got some WordPress lovers here, yeah. which is awesome. It's half and half, too. Yeah. You guys are so even. We need some more drama here, guys. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Shopify.
1: I haven't used Shopify yet, but I want to smash it because I have my first Shopify project coming up and I'm super excited about it.
0: Does the client know that it's your first Shopify project? I did tell them.
1: I okay. did say, just so you know, it is my first, and like I'm gonna be learning through this. And they're like, we we it's okay. Cause I have worked with them in the past. Okay. So they okay. saw That's what I've done perfect. on Squarespace.
0: That's perfect. I think that's a great way to like have a new service is to be very upfront with the client. And one of the things that I say is, um, this is actually a new service offering rather than like I have no experience. So like <laughs> you can kind of phrase yeah. it in that way. If you guys are like looking at off, um, offering a new platform, that's how I actually learned Shopify. I I told my potential client, hey, like this is new for me. I'm going to be kind of learning as I go, but I'm happy to do a lower rate than what I would for a non Shopify project. And so yeah. I felt and good about exactly lowering what the rate doing. for that. So. And I I'm, like
1: being thrown into the fire and like learning as you go.
0: And I am glad I like, like when, <laughs> that's just when so I like being thrown into the fire. Like yeah, I know, totally I, get what you mean, but it's just funny.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it was funny because the client, I had done a uh, website in a day on Squarespace because I'm really used to it by now. And they're like, well, we love what you did with Squarespace. Like we have another project Shopify. And I was like, oh, and they're like, oh, you're really good at Shopify. And I was like, Uh, no, I've actually never used it before, but I would love to learn if you're willing to work with me as I learn.
0: You've been Shopify curious for a long time and I support that. Yeah, (laughs) So I'm excited. And I said smash because
1: I've seen other people and the power that it has and like the beautiful designs. And I just know that I can get there. It just will be a little bit of like trial and error and figure things out. Yeah. So I don't really have that much opinion because I haven't worked in it, but I say smash from the outside.
0: I say Smash as well. I've been working with Shopify for about two years now. Um, I'll say Smash on semi custom Shopify sites. Fully custom, I feel like it's just not, it's just a little, it's kind of like more WordPress. But Shopify is really cool. There's a lot of awesome themes, there's some great support like courses out there. Shout out to Amplify Shopify by Morgan Rapp, which is how I learned how to do Shopify but then I also know there's a bunch of other courses out there, the Codex from Arc Design Studio, um, and just a couple other things that are kind of coming down the pipeline. So there's a lot of support out there. If you're interested in learning about Shopify, I will say that I feel like e-commerce clients tend to be more open to higher ticket pricing. What what do you think about that, Esther? Do you feel like that is yes, true? That, okay, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just because like their website is literally their moneymaker rather than like a marketing site being kind of auxiliary to someone's marketing strategy. So yes, yeah, yeah, like it
1: it has the the actual physical products, and so you're more focused on it. Whereas sometimes, not always, but a lot of times, the other sites that we're working on are service based, so they don't see like.
0: Exactly. Not to understand say that like service based people you can't find like high ticket clients, but I feel like with e commerce, like the cost is just like easier for people to yeah. understand the value. Okay. So sixty seven percent of you said smash and thirty three percent said mm. pass on Shopify. So right. love that. Two thirds. Okay, so now we're going into social media platforms, and then we'll get into the juicy stuff. So we can go through this pretty quick. Um, this is for marketing your business, not necessarily for using it for like social, like for your own like personal use. So Esther, Facebook, smash or pass? Pass, 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 but smash on groups.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason I use it. I, I don't market on Facebook anymore because I found that I was only really getting to my family members and I don't feel like... Yeah,
0: they needed it. I don't know. I just feel like my audience hangs out on Instagram. They've told me that. Mm. I've done market research. I know that's where they are. So pass on Facebook for marketing. Pass on Facebook for Honestly Social because <laughs> I actually Same. don't have any friends on Facebook. I unfriended everybody. Uh, zero friends, I'm proud of it. Um, but yeah, smash on groups. Smash on the better yeah. the Brand Designer Podcast Facebook group. Yeah, uh, join us. <laughs> okay, Instagram. And Our listeners agree. Oh, yeah. Our listeners our agree. Seventy-two
1: percent pass, and twenty-eight percent smash. Okay, Instagram, smash.
0: I mean, obviously, smash. Uh, this was Sometimes on like Instagram. Out. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I get burned out on Instagram, but I still yeah. love it. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. I feel like Instagram is that like energetic friend. Maybe that's me. That energetic friend who, like, you're like, they they call you and then you're like, this is gonna be an hour long conversation. I can't answer this phone call. (laughs) Is that like accurate?
1: (laughs) Yes. Also, I've made so many friends, like designer friends Mm, through Instagram. uh So I love it for that too.
0: Yeah. 95% of you said smash and 5% said pass. Not gonna judge you because you were taking that poll on Instagram but no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That is so true. Twitter. I don't feel like we need to say too much. Pass.
1: Pass. I don't use
0: it. 12% of you said uh, smash on Twitter and 88% said pass for marketing your business. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. (laughs) Pinterest. Moving on. Smash for Pinterest. Smash on Pinterest for sure. Uh, I've been recently... Kind of playing around with idea pins and oh, I love idea pins so much. Yeah, they've been performing way better for me than regular pin. Like, I'll get like zero click throughs on like a regular pin, and then like fifty people will like pin my idea pin. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I see you, Pinterest algorithm.
1: I also love Pinterest because like there's so many things that I want to share on Instagram. Like, I just want to put it all out there, but you can't because you have to be a little bit more strategic and not doing too much
0: curated.
1: Pinterest, you can just like put everything you out there. spam Pinterest
0: the because it's not like a linear feed. I know Instagram's not a linear feed anymore, but like Pinterest is more for like, hey, let's get this content out here and then like check back in in six months and see how it's performing. Um, yes. And I feel like if you also have low ticket offers or if you have offers for other designers, Pinterest is like a must And blogging as well to advertise Mm -hmm. those services. I feel like high ticket. Yeah, I
1: use it a lot for my blogs.
0: Yeah. yeah. High ticket is a little bit harder to sell on Pinterest, but if you have like an entry-level offer, like a day rate, or if you have like a freebie or something, then I feel like Pinterest is really good. Mm -hmm. So AD. Yeah, my email
1: market, my email marketing has done gone up because of Pinterest.
0: Wow. That's actually really cool. I have done zero with email marketing. There are so many like categories that I'm realizing that I should have put on here, but when we do, we'll have to do smash or pass 2.0, like in season six and we'll, we'll do the email marketing. Yeah. But yeah. So 83% of you guys said smash on Pinterest and 17% said pass. LinkedIn. This is for marketing or for looking? For marketing.
1: Um, I used to do it a lot more and I actually did like it. So I said smash.
0: I said smash on LinkedIn as
1: well. I get a lot of response on LinkedIn because I have a lot of like professional connections from my time in corporate, but it does feel like it's a different, like the way you have to talk on LinkedIn is different. So it's hard for me. So I haven't been doing it as much, but I still do love it. And I go on and check quite often.
0: Yeah. I've actually been trying to dive into LinkedIn a little bit more recently um, just to make connections that are outside the Instagram bubble, because I do feel like Instagram can become a bubble pretty quickly. And everyone's like, oh, like, make sure that like Instagram isn't the only way they're marketing yourself. And I'm like, guilty. But like, I don't know. My audience just so heavily uses Instagram. And that when they move somewhere else, I'll just follow them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, LinkedIn feels really corporate. I feel like, um, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just hard because my clients tend not to be as corporate. I do know that Giselle had amazing results with LinkedIn. She would have been a smash on this one um, because. I don't know. She did tend to work with more corporate clients though. So maybe that is kind of oh, why okay. That's that fair. works out. So 45% of you guys said smash on LinkedIn, 55% said pass. Okay. So now, now the juicy stuff, guys, are you ready? I feel like it keeps getting juicier I and know, juicier. Juicier and juicier. I, I, I mean, like my wine is getting lower and lower. lower. <laughs> okay. So... Now we're going to be talking about kind of like design and business related things, client situations, etc. So this one was like this category was what I was like most interested in because I'm like honestly curious mm-hmm. what other people do. So um, okay, so the first one is having your discovery call scheduler link public. So instead of sending it to leads in a private email, like linking it on your Instagram stories or like linking it publicly on your website so that anyone can book a call with you. Esther, smash or pass. Um, I said pass. I used to have it
1: public and
0: I just felt like I was getting on calls with people
1: that that weren't aligned. So now I just send it in an email after I get there.
0: Yeah, I said pass too. And I I 100% agree with everything you said. 38% said smash and 62% said pass. I'm actually surprised that it's not a lower amount of people that said smash just because like, I feel like opening up my calendar and schedule just to anyone to be able to book a call with me without like vetting them or even me like going and creeping. Yeah. Feels just like, I don't know, it just makes me feel anxious. But I also know that like the more sales calls you you have, like probably the more people like want to work with you. I don't know. Maybe the more leads you book.
1: (laughs) I will say I think that they're like the 38% of you that said smash, let me know if this is wrong, but I think there is value in that of like, let's just get on the calls with people because sometimes communication via messaging is like not the same so like you get on a call you're practicing you get to talk to a lot of people then you know um and it's not that long of a call like it's not a huge investment as long as you're not getting so many inquiries so i see the value in it too it just personally i don't want to spend the time doing something when i already know it's no. it's like dating like why yeah. do you want to date and get a drink if you already know you don't want to date them
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um I I do think also depends on what like season of business you're in. If things are really slow and you're really struggling to bring leads in, maybe that's a great time to put your discovery call scheduler link public. And I've seen some designers Mm. kind of not flip-flop, but like selectively post it. Like, hey, there's one more spot for this intensive in December. Like here's the call, the direct link to my scheduler. And then... um, like people can just kind of hop on and get discovery calls for that. It's like a specific thing. Um, or if you're like launching a course or you have a specific offer, but I feel like in general, it's a pass for me.
1: Yeah. All right. Sharing pricing publicly on your website. This is a hot one. (laughs) This one is one that I was like, Hmm, what do people think? And I like looked through everything. Yeah. I personally pass on this. Same. Because I think that like every business is so different and every business's needs are different. So I like to act like really value-based price and not have your standard. Me too. Um, But that's me. And I can see where people are coming from with putting it on because clients sometimes just want to know. like They don't want to get on a call if they know that they can't afford to.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So there's like a... I don't know.
0: I think that there's like... Again, it's about the season of business that you're in. I feel like if you are starting out and you... Or you're having a really, really hard time with tons of low-budget inquiries, inquiries coming in, maybe sharing a like starting at price on your website could be beneficial for you. I personally choose not to share pricing publicly on my website because I do value-based pricing, but also because like the number before someone has a conversation with you could scare them away from even entertaining the idea of investing in your services and i don't want to mm-hmm. take that risk because i have yeah. had clients on sales calls where they share their budget with me and then after we have that value conversation and i explain to them just how in depth my process is and you know the wonderful results that my clients have had and stuff like that then I don't know. I feel like people's budgets change. And so that's kind of the reason why I don't, why I hit pass here.
1: Or you have a situation, and this has happened to me multiple times where the clients are like, I can't pay X amount of money, but like if you were able to do something lower scale, so then I've offered a day rate and that works out for them. You can't really
0: downsell when someone's looking at, like, say your branding package is like 7K or 8K. And someone looks at that and they're like, oh my gosh, like I could never afford that. You never get the chance to ask them, okay, like what were you hoping to spend on this project? Maybe we could do something that's scaled back. Maybe we could remove some deliverables. And I feel like you lose that downsell opportunity when you are advertising your prices. But there are some people who love advertising their prices out there because it vet it pre-vets clients and it makes sure that like you're not wasting your time on sales calls. Mm-hmm. And even I hate even saying wasting your time because I don't feel like a sales call that doesn't end up in a booking is a waste of time. I feel like it's great practice. Um, you know, I love getting on sales calls and I don't love when it doesn't work out, but it is market research for me. It's better understanding how someone sees my brand. Um, I love asking people why they reached out and why they like me specifically. Like, So yeah, this has always been like a hot button topic. It's a question that we get pretty often. I
1: think it's good. We had 47% said smash and 53% said pass. So it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our next one is giving clients your personal cell phone number. What do you do?
0: Uh, that's going to be a no from me. Pass. (laughs) Me too. I actually, Uh,
1: I have it on my email signature, but I don't personally say like, you can message me or anything. Oh, dude, I would take that off. (laughs) I've never had anybody call me, but yeah, maybe I'll take it off. I don't know. I
0: mean, like, I, I mean, this is just coming. I've been burned in the past Mm. because someone had my personal cell phone number and I've been like, texts blown up, calls blown up. Like, feeling like I couldn't get away from a client. That's just my personal fair. advice on that. And I feel like it's a healthy boundary. I'll probably take it off now. If you want to be able to talk to your clients on the phone, like, oh, I just want to do phone calls. Like you don't like doing Zoom or you don't like doing Google Meet or whatever. Or Google, is it called Google Meet or Google Hangouts? Uh, Google Meet. Google Meet. I think they got rid of Hangouts.
1: So I've never had anybody actually like message me or call me. Um, So I'll probably just take it off because I don't want it. Like I've said pass. Yeah. But I have in the past for one of my clients had a WhatsApp with Ah, them. Ah, okay. Because they were in a different country and it was just easier. So we would message. Sometimes it wasn't like often. It was more like random tiny questions. So it worked out for us. But it's kind of like if you give your clients a boxer or something, I feel like that's kind of similar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like as long as there's like boundaries around it and they understand that they can't access you at all hours of the day, then I feel like it's okay. I, there are apps that you can get that give you a business phone number that allow you to call clients and text clients on that phone number, but then you can shut the app Ooh, off. I like and then that. like, so if you want to Actually, do that... I don't like
1: that. I don't know why I said I like that. I don't like that. I don't want to like message them.
0: Yeah, I just I want to
1: email them. I just want to email and, like, them. Help. I want
0: my phone to be like for pictures of my baby and like texting my husband. Yeah.
1: Listen, and, my phone is like for me.
0: Yeah. And texting Esther. That's fine. Yeah. I love getting texts from we, you.
1: Jen and I don't know which platform we want to communicate on. So we text... <laughs> And we Slack and we Instagram. And I know we we'll boxer. have like a conversation
0: going and it'll hit four <laughs> platforms, but for some reason it like works. I don't understand. Like it's just it really I'll box her and then she'll like Slack me. And it's like, I don't know. I do that with my subcontractors as well. Like I have a production designer and I work with a copywriting studio and I have both of them on Boxer. And I'm like, okay, if I'm away from my computer, boxer me. But if I'm at my computer, then like Slack me. But I also never know when I'm going to be at my computer and when I'm going to be away because mom life. So yeah. it's really just like, they just kind of like boxer me and Slack me. And then like one of the two I'll see. So I don't know. It's working out for me. Maybe it's a little annoying for them, but that's, yeah. that's life right now. So.
1: Yeah. We had 75% of our listeners said pass and 25% said smash.
0: Yeah. And there's actually like, it was interesting. Like a couple of design studios that I really look up to said smash, and so I was like, "Huh, maybe they're just providing a super high-end client experience, and like I, I admire that, you know."
1: Or, or you have that touch point, but you don't like use it as often. Yeah, and maybe like your for... clients
0: just really respect those boundaries, and like they, may, or maybe you have like really personal relationships with your clients, and they become your friends. Um, which there's thoughts on that, but like I think that it can be healthy if you do it in a, in a good way. Totally. Okay. So booking clients out further than two months in advance, smash or pass?
1: Personally, I said pass. I like to, when I get excited about a client, I want to work with them pretty quickly. So a month out is like my sweet spot. Um,
0: I can't remember what I said. I cannot literally remember.
1: I know because I'm creepy, and I looked at you. You said smash. I said, so. and I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
0: I le- I love that you know what I said. I love that.
1: Yeah. like re- look at me. Like I remember every single answer you Jen said. It's not true. I just remember no. this one specifically because we had a conversation about it before too. Yeah, and I feel like I I like the idea of like being booked down in advance, but I also. Get antsy and want to start pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. and then also I have found that most of my clients don't want to wait that long. Yeah. Yeah. I also have like helped my mind transition into this like, it's okay if I'm not booked out three months in advance, like something will come. Mm-hmm. But that took a while to get to as well. That's so, hard. There's yeah, a balance.
0: yeah I, I agree with what you said. I guess I did hit Smash, but the reason that I was kind of confused and I didn't remember which one I I hit was that like I do like booking out two months in advance just because I've really honed in this year on trying to only have two or three active projects at a time. Whereas last year I was working on like five, six, seven active projects, not sustainable, would not recommend. And I feel like a lot of my clients that reach out, like they're okay with waiting because, especially with web, there's like prep work that needs to happen, there's the questionnaire they need to fill out. I don't know, like I just feel like the Types of clients that I've been getting inquiries from, like just like high end, like luxury service providers in the creative space, um, interior designers, fine artists, like they have so much going on that they're like, actually, it would be better to wait. Like, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people have said, like, can we actually start later? And I'm like, yeah, totally fine. Just put a deposit down. And so I think that's why I hit smash. But I also don't like being locked into a project really far out in advance. Yeah. What if you want to go on vacation?
1: I don't know. There's a lot of things. Yeah.
0: I decided that I was going to go on vacation in July and December of this year. And so those are going to be my vacation months. And anything other than that, I'm just going to have to like wing it.
1: (laughs) Well, that works out too, because that's when we're taking our break from the podcast. Yes.
0: Yeah. So so my whole life revolves around the podcast, guys.
1: Basically. (laughs) You guys, side note, like Jen and I yesterday, we had a podcast call and we were just afterwards slacking each other. Like, we don't want to go back to work. Like, I don't want to do any client work. I just want to do podcast stuff.
0: I know. The, The podcast is growing. There's a lot of like revenue opportunities that we're seeing, which is exciting, but also, we didn't start this podcast to like make money, which I feel like right. is kind of the fun part because it's just like, oh, we're just hanging out.
1: Anyways, that was a little side <laughs> note. Anyways,
0: yeah, no, we we like literally love this podcast. And like, I was listening to last week's episode or uh, I, by now it'll be a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, who are these like cool girls who are talking? And like, <laughs> how can I be friends with them? <laughs> I just like, I I know that's like tooting my own horn, but like, I always feel after we record, like, uh, I kind of talk too much and like, I don't feel like I said anything like that relevant or exciting. And then I'll listen no, back and be fine. like, damn, this is some fine content. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: anyways, our, anyways.
1: <laughs> our listeners for booking out clients for than two months in I know, advance, bring it back in, <laughs> 54% smash and
0: 46% pass. So again, pretty even. Yeah. Okay. Working on the weekend, smash or pass?
1: Pass. I like my weekends to be me.
0: Yeah. I said pass as well. Yeah. I don't really like working on the weekend. It always makes me kind of angry. So yeah, Pass. Me too.
1: One concept method.
0: Uh, smash. <laughs> me too.
1: I love it.
0: I love the one so concept much. method. Yeah. I, we have, I think multiple episodes and past seasons about the one concept method. I think we have it on the docket to have another conversation about the one concept. Oh, yeah, it. let's do it. Yeah, I think that we need an update on that because I'm just so wildly obsessed with it. Um, I love that yeah, I pour my it.
1: energy into one thing and I don't have to like come up with stuff that I know is. Yeah, just I just not don't like work.
0: making bad designs. Like I do that as part of the exploration process, but I don't want to pursue them just to fill a slot, you know? Yes.
1: And I remember like when I was in agency, my design director saying like, don't show anything you don't actually love because the client might choose it.
0: Honestly, you're opening yourself up to disaster, showing a client something that you don't love.
1: (laughs) Also, I used to have like clients say, well, I love this aspect of this one and I love this aspect of this one. So let's Mm. like merge them. And then you get this Frankenstein that like isn't great and I'm not happy with it. Some, for some reason they are, but like, it's, it wasn't designed to be like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, agree. And we have 63% said smash for the one concept method and 37% said pass.
0: You guys know, and you guys again, know Yeah,
1: there's There's nothing wrong with like multiple concepts too. No, it's just not no. what I like to do. No,
0: it definitely, like, I feel like more in the agency world, it's like, like super, like, I don't know, not corporate-y because corp- like agencies can still work with like, yeah, um, but smaller it is true. brands, but they tend to do more of the three concept method. And you will get mm-hmm. clients every now and then that are like shocked that you like only pre- provide one concept, but you just yeah, kind of have to teach them. them. You did <laughs> uh, were yeah. they like were they did they come around or yeah,
1: I actually learned a lot from it, you guys. Like I learned that I need to be very upfront in saying I use the one concept method. Because although I had vocalized it during our discovery call, I kind of just was like, yeah, use the one constant method, kind of glossed over it. I needed to be more clear about it because then when I went in to show her, she was like, I was expecting three different things. And I was like, oh, I had to like go in and backtrack and explain what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that that worked out. Yeah, it worked out. So we have, oh, we already answered the percentage. Yeah. 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 Value-based pricing, smash or pass, Jen?
0: Smash, obviously.
1: <laughs> Same. We already <laughs> talked about it, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. There's tons of episodes. 86% smash. Yeah. 86%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And 14% pass.
0: Yeah. We love value-based pricing. Everyone loves value-based pricing. If you don't love value-based pricing, then I respect that. But at least learn a little bit about it because it changed my life and my business. So... Yeah. Late night design sessions. I'm going to say pass on this one because at the end of the day, I'm just so burned out from being a mom and then also working that I don't want to be doing more work. Like I look at late night design sessions as something that I can do and I have to do rather than something that like I want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. I said smash. I love staying up late. I'm a I'm a little bit of a procrastinator, but I will say that I, I was talking to my, f- my friend last night and she does not work in design but she was like i think it's the pressure and the adrenaline and i was like yes that's what i love it's also like quieter. A there that. is
0: something nice like your slack's not going off you're not getting emails you don't have calls usually so there is something nice about that that's like you yes. can focus i focus probably better if i am designing at night but i just i don't know it's not really where my energy is best yeah okay design school so like this means like going to a university or getting a degree in design smash or pass I think
1: I said smash. Like I really did enjoy what I learned in school. But I didn't go to school specifically for design. It was like
0: partially designed. So I don't know. I said smash, I think. I am gonna like look and see. I can look at all the smashes. Look at all you amazing university grads. I'm so proud of you guys. I think you said pass. I said pass. I'm just looking, I'm just curious to see if you, what you said. You said smash. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I said pass just because I didn't get a design degree. Smash for all the people who did and loved it. Like smash for you because I love that for you. Okay. Eating lunch during the workday, smash or pass? Oh, wait, wait, we have to put like what, we have to say what people said for design school. Oh, it
1: was half and half, 49,
0: 51. Okay. 49% of you guys said smash on design school and 51% said pass on design school. So Literally 50 feet. I was actually surprised by that. I thought more people were going to pass, but it looks like a lot of people either went to design school or like loved it. So, yeah, cool with that. Yeah. Eating lunch during the workday, smash or pass? Pass. I'm too busy. I said pass too. And we were in like the total minority here, We are in the minority. 90% of you guys said smash on eating lunch during the workday. 10% said pass. Me and Esther are in the 10%. You guys guys are are, healthy. You guys are so healthy. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm... I'm like, I'll drink a, I'll drink a protein shake
1: or I'll have like an energy drink or a coffee. And I don't eat until like three o'clock sometimes. Me too.
0: I'm the same way. And I honestly like, I let that go a long time ago. And I was like, I'm just gonna eat when I feel like I want to. I don't want to get up from my desk. I have back-to-back calls pretty often. That's the thing about having a condensed workday is that like, I really just want to get it all done and then like leave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and also I'm kind of in like baby jail because if I leave the office at home, then my baby will see me and he will like have a meltdown if I leave again. And Mm. so like I literally like open the door and like look and see if he's out there and I like sneak to the bathroom if I like have to pee before I call or something. (laughs) And I mean not because I don't love him. Like I would love to see him and snuggle him, but just like for whoever is watching him so that they don't have to deal with a meltdown when I leave again. Yeah. So yeah. So 90%
1: smash, 10% pass.
0: Yeah. Outsourcing web development, smash or pass? Smash.
1: And I say that even loving web development. Like I do it sometimes by myself. I probably outsource half and half. Shout out to my developer, Jose. He's amazing. He's linked on my website. If you guys need a developer for Squarespace, he loves Squarespace. But yeah, so I say smash. I love working with him, but I also do it myself sometimes
0: too. Yeah, I said smash on outsourcing web development. I don't, well, it's like hard. You just I just don't love it as much. I might actually change my answer to pass now that I'm thinking about it. Not because I want to do the coding, but because I actually don't outsource my web development. I do all of the web development myself for oh. all of my clients because so it is just really easy and I'm really, really fast yeah. at it. It's just more cost effective.
1: But if you were to like have anything like um, Shopify or Squarespace, oh, you probably in the past, would outsource.
0: I've outsourced a lot of web development, and I've had yeah. great experiences doing it. Very, very talented designers. I've outsourced Shopify development. I've outsourced Webflow development when I used to use Webflow. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of it. But like right now, pass because I'm using Showit and I can just do it myself.
1: Yeah. So our listeners said 69% smash
0: and 31% pass. I love the outsourcing, guys. Okay, meeting clients in person when you can.
1: Smash. I say smash. I love having the in person, like one to one, getting to see people's faces and like body interactions. And, you know, body interactions is a weird way to say
0: body it. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is, a, is a safe for work podcast, Esther. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> like that kidding.
1: was a really clean way of saying things. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm dying. Like hand gestures and all of that. <laughs>
0: I know what you meant. Um, body language. Yeah, I'm trying to like
1: <laughs> dig myself a deeper hole here.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Body interactions.
0: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um. Oh my gosh. I actually said pass. Because I'm because you hate people, I, right? I no, <laughs> I, guys, I love I love people. I love talking. I have a podcast. I just am busy. Oh, you do. I, <laughs> 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 oh my god, I apologize on both of our behalfs to everyone listening right now. Um, yeah, I said pass. I'm just too busy. I know it's like so sad, but like I I don't know. I I only work like four or five hours a day. Like I can't drive somewhere for a client meeting, have a client meeting, then drive back. I would never get any work done. Um, maybe I should say smash, but my gut is just saying pass on this one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our our listeners, I
1: almost said our clients. You guys are not our
0: clients. <laughs> I hope our, our clients are listening. I really hope.
1: <laughs> that 73% smash a meeting in person and 27% pass. Okay. Awesome. Putting a budget drop down in your inquiry form. Smash or pass. Um, pass. We kind had this conversation already. Yeah, I said
0: pass. I'm going to say pass. Um, I haven't done it in a long time. I think it's different if, like, whatever. Again, whatever season you're in. We talked about it earlier. Like, if you're really like hurting for inquiries, maybe don't put one. But if you're like struggling with getting really low budget inquiries, you can put a budget drop down. Just know that everyone is probably going to choose the lowest option. That's just like what I found when I used a budget dropdown. Um, and I feel like it doesn't jive very well with value-based pricing, which is why I don't I don't have one. Yeah, me too. 68% of you guys said smash and 32% said pass on the budget dropdown. Coworking spaces, smash or pass? Uh, smash. I like people. I said smash too. And so I guess I'm just like, like, like lazy and don't want to meet clients, <laughs> but like I would go to a coworking space so I it's don't... different
1: because then you're around creatives and like entrepreneurs
0: yeah I don't know maybe client meetings stress me out so um I love my client if there are any clients listening you guys are amazing love you yeah so you guys agree 71% said smash and 29% said pass
1: yeah
0: I I, I think that's totally fair can, when I visit you okay. in Chicago can can we go to a co-working space
1: totally we're gonna go to the Hoxton it's beautiful okay. oh my gosh I'm so going. excited
0: Okay, let's take a quick break before
1: we jump into a speed round of this or that.
0: Okay, so now we're going to finish up with a speed round of this or that. So we're going away from Smasher Pass. We're just going to do really quick, no commentary, this or that, and then share what you guys said as well. Um and so Esther, we can alternate between reading. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna say it's gonna be hard for me to not comment, but it's okay. Yeah. We'll just um... Well,
0: <laughs> if you have a really if you have a really good comment, I mean it's gonna be hard for it's me okay. to not comment okay. too. Okay. Not gonna lie, but like this is getting kind of long and like I need to eat dinner. So
1: <laughs> And we love you guys, but I know that some of you probably like are like okay, guys, shut up. This is so long.
0: (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Okay. So when presenting a design to a client, do you prefer loom or a live call? I like a live call. Interesting. Uh, I like a loom. I like seeing people in person. I like like, connecting, the relationship building. You're so much more personable than me. I'm like a little old lady that doesn't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, you're not old
1: and you're not little and you're not an old lady. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you. Very cynical, but, I needed that.
1: Um, listeners said 62% loom and 38% live call. So I am in the minority. Yeah. All right. Serif or sans serif? Serif.
0: I have to. Me too. Yeah. It's just timeless. Classic. Yeah. Love it. I go, I have moods, but yeah. Yeah. All right. The
1: percentage is 54% serif and 46% sans serif. Color
0: palettes. Colorful or neutral? And love me some color. I know. Me too. I say colorful. 47% of you guys said colorful and 53% said neutral. I do know neutral is having a moment right now. So I can appreciate it. It is. It is. And no shade to that. Like I know neutral too. But yeah, me too. I prefer color.
1: All right. TikTok or reels?
0: Uh, for creating content, reels. For consuming content, TikTok. Me too. Same. Yeah. And uh, you guys said seventy
1: two percent reels and twenty eight percent TikTok, and I'm assuming that's probably because we we were kind of talking about creating. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Adobe XD or Figma. I am an XD gal. I am an I'm a Figma gal, so we're at odds here. Seventy nine percent of you guys are fans of Adobe XD, and twenty one percent are fans of Figma. Okay.
1: Illustrator or
0: InDesign? Uh, It's a no-brainer. Illustrator.
1: (laughs) Yes. I love Illustrator. I only use InDesign for um, like print documents.
0: I will say that InDesign is my first love because I did start out in editorial design. Yeah. I used InDesign all day, every day in my my corporate life.
1: Yeah. 84% Illustrator and 16% InDesign. Client
0: gifts. Beginning of the project or end of the project? End of project for me. I said end of project, but there was a short period of time where I was doing both, question mark. Wow, oh, that's <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't... It wasn't really the expense, but it was just the logistics of having to send yeah. that many gifts. It just got to be a lot. I was doing like a little chocolate bar. If you guys want to do beginning of project, sweeter cards, they do custom chocolate bars where it's like so sweet to be working Ooh. with you. And it's like so cute. And my that's clients cute. were like eating it up. Um, No pun intended, but... Yeah, it just ended up being a lot. So,
1: yeah, I will say I have done um I've started doing just a postcard for the beginning and then like an actual gift at the end.
0: I love that. 16% of you say beginning of project and 84% say end of project.
1: Mhm. Coaching, like investing in coaching. One-on-one versus group.
0: I say one-on-one. I've always loved one-on-one. Maybe I'm just a talker and I like to be in in boxer with people, but I prefer one-on-one. I prefer one-on-one too. I'm pretty shy in a group setting. That actually surprises me. I feel like you're such an extrovert.
1: Really? Because we were in DBM and you didn't even know who I was. Okay. Because I never talked during the
0: calls. Fair. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> well, it's like so funny. It's like, I don't, I was saying, I don't want to meet anyone. I don't want to do a live call. And you're like, oh, live calls. Like, let's go meet the clients in person. Yeah, it's so but funny. that's
1: because I like the like one-on-one interaction. Oh, I it get that. Really good at that.
0: I get yeah. that. I get
1: that. One-on-one... Uh, We had 68% said
0: one-on-one and 32%
1: said group.
0: While working, do you prefer drinking coffee or tea? Coffee. I also said coffee. I will have multiple cups a day. Coffee is more like an emergency thing for me. I promised myself during my postpartum period that I would not get addicted to coffee because I just really didn't want to have to like Mm -hmm. not be addicted to coffee. And it's like if the baby was up all night, then like, it's just nice to have something that will actually work rather than something that I'm used to. That's fair.
1: I am way past addicted. Yeah. It's (laughs) okay. All right. brand strategy. Do you like a questionnaire or a live workshop?
0: I think I put a caveat on here where if you do a blend, just pick your favorite one. I do a blend where I do both actually, but I prefer the questionnaire and that's how I started out just doing the questionnaire and then doing the brand strategy from that. I one hundred percent like don't think that I could do the same process if I did not have that questionnaire to refer to during the brand strategy process. Yeah,
1: I also do a blend. Um, I'll send them the questionnaire and then we do the we go over it together and kind of like talk through some things. But I like the questionnaire better, which is interesting because I know I just said I like one on one stuff, but I think the questionnaire kind of gets most of it. Yeah. So the live workshops just an extra.
0: Yeah. Do you prefer a five day work week or a four day work week? I prefer a three day work week. <laughs> How about a no day work week? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I prefer a four-day.
1: I like having extra long
0: weekends. Yeah. 71% of you guys said four day work week, and then 29% said five day work week. Y'all know I've been a four day work week queen since 2021. That was like my big goal to 2021 is to have four day work week the whole year of course, I do work on Fridays. Sometimes I do mentorship stuff on Fridays, but the flexibility to really put all my work in about 25-ish hours and Monday through Thursday has been transformational for my business and has been really fun as a mom to be able to have that extra time. And you guys listen back on our scheduling episodes to talk about that too. Yes. You work best
1: in the a.m. or p.m.? Let me know. A.m., I'm a PM girl. I, I you mean, I, I like the I like the nighttime design sessions. Yeah, I don't get to start like my brain doesn't work until like noon.
0: I love that for you. I I've never been that person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that for you. I love that
0: for you. So we have sixty three percent like in the morning and thirty seven percent at night. You like investing in courses or coaching, and if you like both, just pick your favorite. Um, I
1: like courses more so. I purchased so many courses last year.
0: I can't remember what I put, honestly, because I love them both so much. If I had to pick one that I feel like had the most impact on my business, I would pick coaching. So um, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. The, the investments that I've made in coaching have been absolutely transformational in my business's revenue, profitability, um, pricing, all of that. So yeah, coaching. Okay. 71% of you guys liked courses and 29% liked coaching. While working, do you listen to music or is it silent? Silence. I put my noise-canceling mm-hmm. headphones on and I just cannot have any type of like stimulus in my ears. That sound weird. Nice.
1: <laughs> stimulus in the ears and body, move- body <laughs> movements. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, silent. Um, <laughs> I said, I clicked silence because I actually don't really listen to... Well, I don't really listen to music. I'll usually have a TV show on. Um, and if I don't have a TV show on, then it's silent.
0: I like that you put a TV show on. What type of TV show do you usually work with? Um, well, currently I'm watching Shameless. Ah, I used to watch Shameless <laughs> in college. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good... like. I've already watched it.
1: So I feel like it's just kind of a good background. Yeah. Um, before that, I binged all of Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. And I, again, I had listened... I had watched that before too. So it wasn't just in the background. I like the long-running shows because I just have them on for like weeks at a time. And then it's
0: not sad when you get to the end and you're like, oh, I have to fix something new. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. 76% said music and 24% said silence. When selling web design, do you prefer custom or semi-custom? I like custom. I like
1: doing my own thing.
0: I prefer semi-custom. I actually just completed a semi-custom show it site with custom copywriting, which was wonderful. Um and it was probably my most profitable project yet. Not my most high ticket, oh, but my most profitable.
1: Yeah, because some custom you don't have to like work too hard. Yeah.
0: yeah. It love- was it was wonderful. And the client was just so, so excited and happy. She you know, had a great understanding of what semi-custom meant, what she could ask for and what she couldn't. I feel like when you get tripped up with semi-custom is where a client doesn't understand what the parameters or the boundaries are. And then you get scope creep and you end up delivering custom site on a Mm semi-custom budget, which is just no bueno for anybody. Totally. 54% said custom and 46 semi-custom. So kind of split.
1: Hmm. All right. Working from home or working elsewhere?
0: Working from home. I'm a bum. Me too.
1: I love <laughs> Except my home. for the
0: co-working spaces that I said smash on.
1: I feel like I can work elsewhere and I enjoy working elsewhere um, like once every few weeks. Yeah. And I get a lot out of it, but I would rather work from home. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 82% working from home and 18 working somewhere else.
0: What type of business do you have? Solo or small team slash agency?
1: I didn't really know how to answer this. Can you tell me like, am am I solo or am I small team? Because I have contractors.
0: I actually struggle with this too. So I feel like I worded this in kind of a bad way. (laughs) I consider myself a small team of Hmm. subcontractors. And I'm very transparent with my clients about the fact that like, I am the only employee in my business. I love that. Hmm. I don't want to change that anytime soon. I'm not trying to hire any of um, full-time employees right now. I know lots of designers who are trying to scale and hire full-time people and like that is fantastic. Yeah. But I like keeping it a small team of top of their field subcontractors. So I consider myself small team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think actually that's what I am because even on my website I say like we and it's yeah. um I will Fancy show too. Uh, like some of the people that I work with. So yeah, I'm very transparent about it too. So yeah, I guess I am a small team although like primarily it's me.
0: Yeah, same. 77% said that they have a solo business and 23% said they have a small team or agency. Hmm. And what do you want to have? A small team or agency. So, same thing. Yeah,
1: same. me too. So, it was very interesting to see the difference of the last question versus this one. So, we have 42% said solo and 58% said small team or agency is what they want to have. So, we had a little bit more people kind of jump over to like, I want to grow aside from just being my own, which I love. I am curious if there are people who said that they were small team and agency before and then want to grow into like a large team or agency.
0: Yeah. I feel like I was kind of limited by the Instagram like poll function. because yeah. um, I feel like it would be cool to like do more options. Maybe we'll do... Um, something like that in the future. But I loved the people who said that they have a solo business right now and they still want to have a solo business. I think Mm -hmm. that like that's not something in the like typical narrative that you see on social media that is as championed as like, oh, like having a small team, becoming an agency. And so like I have so much respect for that, especially as someone who wants to keep it really small and really lean and not have to stress about making payroll every month. That being said, of course, I know that like hiring is one of the most fantastic ways that you can scale. Um, There's a lot that amazing designers and amazing teams have done with hiring full-time employees. Um, It's just for the life stage that I'm at right now. It's just not something that I'm trying to do. Yeah, totally. All right. Passive income or
1: one-on-one services?
0: Um, I'm gonna say one to one services right now just because like I don't have a ton of passive income streams, but I don't know. I feel like even the term passive income, I almost put quotation marks around it because passive income doesn't mean that you don't work. It's just like a you work up front it's and different. then get paid on the back end. yeah, it's just different. Yes
1: yeah, I like one on one services and yeah. we, uh, our listeners said forty nine percent passive
0: and one on one is fifty one percent yeah long term projects or intensives. I like long term projects. I think it goes back to me liking the relationship building. Yeah. I said intensives. I've been loving experimenting with intensives. They're super profitable for me. And I like being able to go deep with the client and be able to really focus on them, but then like have the um, engagements and and then move on to something else. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I like that. And I think both of us like both of them for different reasons, but that's our preference. Yeah. And it was. 62% 62% long-term projects and 38% intensives.
0: Brand design or web design. I like web design. I like brand design. And mm, 70. We need a good match. I know. We should start a business together. Or a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
1: should. Let's think about
0: it. 73% said brand design and 27% said web design.
1: Hmm. All right, our last question, which we got a lot of hate from. I know, so much hate. <laughs> Comic Sans or Papyrus?
0: In the spirit of being a serif fan, I said Papyrus, although it does pain my heart to do so.
1: I know, I said Papyrus too. I thought it was interesting. One of our listeners messaged us on Instagram and said, at least Comic Sans was made for purpose. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, that is true. But I do think like papyrus overall, like if a client wanted one or the other, I would say papyrus, but let's not go for either.
0: Oh my gosh. Literally my nightmares. (laughs) 57% of you guys said comic sans and 43% said papyrus. So you guys like the function? I know. It's fine. I'm okay with that. (laughs) I know someone messaged us and they were like, evil. This is just me and like smiley face. It was all, honestly, <laughs>
1: it was evil. It was really evil because
0: you it's, go through the whole thing I and want it's just everyone. Like fun, to know, and you're like, oh. This was Esther's idea. Okay.
1: <laughs> it was my idea. I'm guilty. I, I just thought it would be fun to prank everybody and like see what the reactions would be. I love it. Because I feel like that is, that's such like a dramatic conversation always within designers.
0: Yeah. No, it is just, uh, it's, I can't even, I don't want to visualize them. Okay. So, so there's a YouTube video about papyrus. It's like a... Um, you guys are probably... You probably know what I'm talking about, but it's like a, a like an SNL bit or something, but it's not SNL, um, where it's like making fun of the papyrus font and about how they use it in the movie Avatar, the Avatar like... Oh, yes. Logo. I remember this. Oh, we're going to have to include it in the show notes. Um, but it is absolutely like gut-wrenchingly hilarious um we'll post it in the group I don't know maybe go, do you ever
1: <laughs> see papyrus like when I go to restaurants sometimes they have it on their menu oh yeah and I see like, it all the time I see it on like mall me?
0: stores will have like the papyrus font as their like like their brand name like uh, the store name yeah. and it just like makes me want to gag
1: I'm just like who like I think it's universal that people know these are not okay but maybe it hasn't hit everywhere
0: yeah I don't know. I'm
1: not sure. I just can't deal with it.
0: I cannot decide which one I hate more, but I had to sm- um smash smash papyrus. I chose papyrus. What's smash papyrus. Smash papyrus. But anyways, guys, we made it to the end and thank goodness because so anyone who's still listening, you guys are like, oh, I have so. Yeah, much- thank you guys for listening. Thank you. This was super fun and I feel like Esther and I might consider making this a series of like Better Pod After Dark. Um Everything I'm at the end of my wine glass. I so. am gonna like finish the, like last sip right now. <laughs> Cheers Esther to us getting Cheers. through this extra long episode for you guys. It was fun. It was super fun. I, I love getting to hear you guys'
1: thoughts. So if you have other thoughts on like if we want to do a smasher pass or if you want to hear something else, like our juicy take on stuff. Yeah. I mean, clearly we had a lot of strong opinions here. I know.
0: And uh, I know.
1: Sometimes Jen and I disagreed, and I love that. Um
0: Yeah. There's no wrong or right. And if you guys have a strong opinion, post about it in the Facebook group. No hate, no negative vibes, guys. But like, yeah. So thanks for listening all the way to the end. We're just going to wrap it up because if we don't, then I'm going to just talk forever. (laughs) Also, major shout out to my father-in-law who's watching my kid for me right now.
1: I <laughs> Love that! I thought you were gonna say who's watching you during this podcast. Oh I'm like, God. oh, interesting. Um, hi. <laughs> um, no. A quick little plug. If you guys want to become a patron, um, a $10 patron, you can watch us in our little video of doing this. I know, and you can see us extra
0: super cool pajamas. That it's yes. not like you know, it's not anything not safe for work. It's a sweatshirt, so don't be weird. Yeah. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we were playing Smasher Pass I should have done something a little bit more risque just kidding um, but yeah that's our little plug for today and next week we'll have a lot more Patreon content but anyways we love hanging
0: out with you guys thanks for doing Better Pod After Dark super fun um, see you guys next Tuesday bye guys bye We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you got designer friends who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit
1: an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly, email us at inbox
0: at betterbranddesigner.com. If you love these conversations between designer friends and would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash betterpodcast. Our Facebook community is one of the most positive, supportive, and fun groups we've ever been a
1: part of. We'd love for you to join us. So search for Better, the Brand Designer Podcast on Facebook.
0: And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and snag major discounts on our favorite resources. Special thank you to our producer, John,
1: from Wayfair Recording Co. See you guys again next week.